What's up, YouTube? And I welcome into the Shaker Show. This show is kind of different from our Tuesdays. If you are new, this list comes from our friends over at Cover Price, focusing on new high sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily Shaker list. It changes several times every, so make sure to check it out to review some of the hottest trending books on the market. While you guys are all congregating, here's music. is here when i rock a rhyme often eyes are dropping a tear it's so beautiful it's america's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes my mandate is to grip minds like a handshake spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base over any damn break beat i hastily make pastries tastier than anything that wolfgang makes so take notes out of suckers i make coats lump of some like bubba gump fishing on lake boats I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. Your nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib, come with the verses. Yeah. Thank you, Brando Park. Thank you, Laura, for the intro. Laura, say yeah, what's I'll good to people. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, yeah, this is the one I look forward to every week because this interesting list. Some of my people can Yeah, I'm excited to be here. 
definitely an offer list, I think. Uh, JBC was good to the kind of people. Proof of life on anyone that claims to have anything on this list. <laughs> and you know what? It. it happens all the time, though. People reach out to us and tag us on Instagram now, like, bam, proof. Somebody bought it because it's on the cover price. It's, it's on the on list, the right? It wouldn't be on there. Right? I mean, um, it wouldn't be on there unless it was. So, uh, absolutely. Shout Once out again, to everybody there's... in the chat. Make sure you are commenting on the link I just dropped if you want to get in on the free giveaway at the end of the show because you know we're going to be giving away some of Miss Laura's books tonight after the <laughs> list. Even, she doesn't even know what she's giving away yet. We're so just make sure you stuff. comment on last Tuesday's <laughs> top 10. We'd love to get your, your favorite cover, but really any comment. And yeah, sit back and relax. Tonight's show is going to be fantastic. Uh, it's a good one. Let's yeah, this is all sponsored by our friends over coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. The top 10 we do every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific and every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific for the Cover Price Shaker Show. Our proud sponsor at Bird City Comics is a discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any Bird City Comics exclusives. What are you dropping this week, Laura? So I just actually did a post about this. We are doing a book thing epic. But what we did, or I should give Anthony credit, this is his idea, is we did a Howard the Dutch, it's 3D. So if you put on 3D glasses, his little feet pop out of the eggshell, it's it's a trip. That's <laughs> wait awesome. A minute, wait, you did a 3D cover? Yeah, like everybody was telling us it can't be done, you can't do it anymore, they don't do it. But uh, Hal Lauren, the artist, was like, you know, give me some time, let me work with it. So he toyed with it, and he got it to work Is there so any well. other Easter eggs? Is there any other, is there anything else that's popping out in 3D or is it just his feet? It's his feet. It's his hands. And is it a Marvel, is it a Marvel book or, um, it's image. Uh, so something image. epic. It's one of those Howard. stories. Like they integrate spawns. One of the character, it's this kid and his imagination's the limit. Mm. But yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I've, I put on the glasses today and tried it out. And every book that we sell for that, it's going to be 250 print run. They're all going to include the 3D glasses with it. Ooh, I have a really weird uh, 3D comic book. It's a uh, romance in 3D, uh, which Ooh. I got from uh, it was a antique dealer set up in a parking lot. And he said, I think you'd like this. And then he little did he know that he had like a first appearance of um, first appearance of the watcher. So I was more interested in that when I opened up the cover. The first appearance of the watcher was signed by Stan Lee and he didn't even know. So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I had a, I got a, I got a red label. To, that's a story for another time, boys and girls. But we're here to see what's shaking today. Uh, let's start off. This is an, no, uh, it's an alphabetic order. Not a really price thing per se. But let's get things started. What do you have for the first one? All right, let's kick it off with Graphic Fantasy Number One from Ajax Comics from 1982. This book has a whole lot of history behind it. Just looking at the cover, you may recognize a distinct character that has been around for quite some time. That is the Savage Dragon, known as the dragon in this book, and also his first appearance. But it always, wasn't always known as such. Back in the day, CGC denoted Megaton Man number three as a first appearance of the dragon. But that was reworked and now marks this book as such, but maintains Megaton Man number three is the first time the character is known as the Savage Dragon. Interesting. It's confusing, we know, but with a character that's been around as long as he has, things can get a little hectic. Most know the character from the Savage Dragon Runs from Image Comics, a book written and illustrated by creator Eric Larson to this day. Incredible when you think about it. Almost as incredible as the new high sale this book achieved. Recently, a CGC 6.0 came to market and sold for an astounding $2,500. 
It's hard to compare the sale in that grade as there are just so few. This self-published book from Eric Larson had a reported rough print run of 300 300 copies. So naturally, few remain in circulation after 40 years. There are only five CGC census, and the most recent sell of a fellow graded book was a CGC 9.6. That was back in 2021 for $4,300. This most recent 6.0 surpasses every other graded sale until you hit that 9.6. For this book, the market appears to have been reset. So you want to prove a lie Spider Guy Murph says he has a copy. Damn, so, right off the bat, you guys guaranteed nobody would. See, our chat kicks uh, up. Right off yeah. the bat. The chat that. was already Someone lit the before audience. the show. I mean, this to I, me, this looks like a 12-year-old just drew a comic book. But, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, basically what it looks like to me. Um, I mean, it's not anything earth-shattering. But in 1982, for $2,500 for what? A 250 print run? That's a, that's pretty incredible. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, definitely put your life on that one. All right, so uh, we go from uh, another offer to another offer. No way. You can say the no word. No way. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Just no <laughs> way. Next up, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Die Antword? Sure. Hmm. Die Antword, F everyone. You can say the fuck one. word. I'm not saying it. It's on All the right, script. Die Antword, fuck everyone. Fuck there everyone. Is. Number one. There you go. You happy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. The San Diego Comic Con 2017 Now, raw copy of Die Antwoord. Fuck everyone. San Diego Comic Con exclusive sold for a record price of 500 bucks this week. Now, the comic, which is oversized 11.7 inches by 16.5 inches, is a collaboration between legendary artist Ashley Wood and the South African rap duo featuring Yolandi, Visser, and Ninja, known as Die Antwoord probably Jeez. saying it wrong now the comic yeah. was sold at a special release party in san diego during comic-con 2017 and was limited to only 1,000 copies now the book was only intended to be available to people at the release party but was later made available online they released a remix edition of the book a few months later of remix never seen a recorded sale of that book now, it is worth mentioning that another copy sold for $150 the day following the record sale of $500. We'll continue to see scarce books sell extremely well in a market that is overall still kind of soft. Well, now I have to look it up. They're saying uh, real f- uh, fake comics says they have some really weird, crazy music videos. Now I have to look up Dan- Die Antwoord. Uh whichever that is. So add that to the things that TiVo should watch. Add that as your recommended things. Uh, and I was early in the show, but I want to... Um, last night, I watched it, so you should watch it. It's called uh, Death Ride with uh, Nicolas Cage. It's like... When do you most, sleep? Uh, at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so, I don't know how I ended up on this Nick Cage film where he plays somebody that comes from the dead. It comes back and he just kills everybody. There's a little, uh, there's cults in there. There's boobage in there. Tons of, there's just killing in there. Uh, but I think it's called death ride. And it, it's just a, it's just a, a visual feast for the eyes. I mean, there's, I'm I mean, not also, finding this. I'm looking it up as you talk and I don't see it. Death when, ride. Movie, Nicholas sure Cage death movie. Ride. Nicholas yeah, Cage like, Death Ride. Someone in the chat's got to know what we're talking about. Or is this? And by the way, I'm confused, Tivo. Is this the things that we should 
be watching or things that we should not be watching? And then drive watch angry. I'm sorry. It's drive. It's called drive angry. My bad. <laughs> you should be watching it. We should be watching. Okay. Yes. You should be oh, it watching. Has Amber Heard in it. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Some very interesting okay. casting done on that, but it's just, um, she does, she's actually, but it does a pretty good job in it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, what did I say? Drive Angry. It's worth a watch if you will find it. <laughs> and I don't know how I ended up on it. So, uh, Die Antwoord, fuck everyone. Issue number one to San Diego Comic Con 2017 special for four, 500 bones and a raw dog. All right. What do we have for the next one? Okay. This one I know we're going to end up playing that clip. EverQuest, The Ruins of Canark, eh? DC, hmm. 2002. So EverQuest is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game, MMORPG, if you want to say it shortly, I guess. That was first released in 1999. Developed by Sony Online Entertainment, the game takes place in a high fantasy world called Norath, where players can create their own characters and embark on quests, battles, and adventures with other players from around the world. EverQuest was one of the pioneers in the M-Morph-G genre, I'm going to say it that way, and has a dedicated player base even after more than two decades after its launch. It paved the path for M-Morph-G. Is that how you say this? Am I saying that completely wrong? It's M-Morph-G, right? M-M-O-R-P-G doesn't make sense. I don't sense. know. TiVo's trying to tell us, but he's muted. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's a massive role-playing thing, kind of like... Uh... But how do you say the acronym? Do you say it by letter or is it just you say it by You say it by letters. Oh, all right. It paved the path for mega MMORPG hits like yeah. the World of Warcraft's release in 2004. EverQuest has undergone many updates and expansions over the past 20 plus years, including the release of a mobile version in 2020. However, we're here to talk about comic books. This issue features the first comic book appearance of the decade's spanning franchise, while this week's sale of $310 for a CGC 9.8 marks a new high for this EverQuest key, it's a bit of a steal as there are only 11 copies on the CGC census, with five being a 9.8. Right now, available raw copies are all reasonably priced at or under $40, but they're nowhere near abundant. It's absolutely a book to pay attention to. There aren't many EverQuest comics, and some are crazy rare, like this franchise's rarest book, EverQuest Online Adventures, The Quest for Darkpaw. Only one copy has ever come up for sell, sale, selling for $1,690 raw. This rarity was a promotional comic provided on the PlayStation website for those who pre-ordered the 2003 PlayStation 2 MMORPG release of EverQuest Online Adventures, EQOA. For many console gamers, this specific version of EverQuest was their hands-on exposure to online gameplay, a common addition to most of today's popular games. EQOA was so successful that it took almost 10 years for Sony to finally shut down the online game in 2012, a year before PlayStation 4. That's quite the lifespan of any online game, yet the main franchise continues to live on and it's celebrating its 24th anniversary with a full 2023 development roadmap of releases and events. Happy anniversary, EQ. 
Wow. Well done. Well done. Touche. Wow. That was that was very well read. Uh, yeah. I remember EverQuest was, over like, here. <laughs> uh, was like video game crack to people. It was like people were obsessed with that game. They would just be on it forever and ever and ever. This is in the days of dial-up, right? If you had a cable modem, you were like ahead of the competition. Like uh, when I was in my early 20s, I had a roommate that was a... Uh, um, uh, it was a that used to take me, smoke meth and stay up all night playing EverQuest and the uh, was that the Command and Conquer one the the the, the role playing game. I was like, my God! And I remember this is the days of AOL dial up. That's how that's how far back we go. But the, he was like a massive geek, and then I found out he was a raging uh, uh, meth head. So that just added to that's the uh, mystique of the story. There you go. <laughs> so EverQuest, <laughs> the runes of Kunark. Uh, from DC from January 2020 or uh, 2002 for $310. He cut off her hair, TiVo. Yeah. And that is that Jim Lee that didn't did the cover? It looks like it says it Jim Lee like did it, it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty gnarly, man. I'm digging it. All right. What do you have for I next one? I like this. All right. Well, next up, we've got Hulk issue number 16. I think you got a typo in there, TiVo. Hulk issue number 16. Yeah. The Ed McGinnis. Deadpool 1 in 200 variant originally published in 2009. Why is it that books that feature a scantily clad Deadpool seem to always fetch a high price? Well, that's unknown. But the most recent sale of this book appears to be maintaining that trend. Hulk number 16 is mostly known as the first appearance of Red She-Hulk. That's often what fans tend to pick it up for. But others covet this incredibly hard-to-find 1 in 200 variant cover from Ed McGinnis. We only have 19 sales in our database. Why? Well, mostly scarcity, as hardly any retailers were ordering 200 copies of this book. Now, hindsight's 2020, and no one knew back in 2009 how much hype would surround the Red Hulks a little over a decade later. Yet, here we are. And this book has seen a steady rise over time until now. Now it took a massive jump as a recently reported no grade raw sale came to market and quietly sold for 800 bucks. <laughs> that is the highest raw sale recorded by 450 bucks and even surpasses every graded sale, including an all-time high sale of $760 for a CGC 9.8 secured back in 2020. Heck, a 9.6 sold on the same day just hours apart for under 600. Now, one lucky fan got a truly rare book and may have an inkling they can secure a higher grade than a 9.8. That's quite an ambition. If true, but if and when that day comes remains to be seen. I remember all the spec from from this back in um, first 2009, first appearance, you know, Red Hulk, or, but but this is Red She Hulk, Red She Hulk, uh, and then you know, you know, Thunderbolt Ross being cast as he's supposed to be the Red Hulk, and now if we go full circle. Harrison Ford is going to be playing Thunderbolt Ross now. And supposedly uh, his daughter, who was in the Hulk film, is going to reprise her role. Was it uh, who was it? Jennifer Connelly, I want to say. Was that his, was that who his daughter was? That's well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It depends it? on which inversion you're talking about. <laughs> is yeah. it that Ed, Norton, Ed Norton Hulk. 
Ooh, I don't know what name. It, I, I think yeah. it was. I think you're right. Yeah, I want to say. Someone uh, in the chat will know. Someone in the chat. Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah Liv Tyler. Oh, damn. They do yeah, look Liv similar, Tyler. though. So. Yeah, the chat's awesome. So here's, why, here's why Jennifer Connelly popped in my head. The voice of Friday in Iron Man's suit is voiced of Jennifer Connelly. Oh. What? So, go full circle. Yeah. So after a while, remember, it, it used to be... Um, it used to be the voice of uh, what's his name, Ultron, or excuse me, Vision, right? And Jarvis. Vision, Jarvis, yeah, it was Jarvis's voice. So then Jarvis became, you know, uh, became the Vision, and then he replaced it with Friday. If you watch Avengers, uh, I forgot Avengers Endgame or uh, the first one, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, he goes Friday, blah blah blah, and you know that's when Friday comes into it. Believe it or not, and Friday is an acronym for something. I don't know what it is. Somebody in the live chat will know what it is. But uh, yes, she was hot in career opportunities. Oh my god, <laughs> she was also <laughs> awesome in uh, the Rocketeer, which is way ahead of its time. Go full circle. I was yeah. just watching something you should watch that I just watched. Here he goes. But was Master and Commander <laughs> Far from the Sea or something like that? And it stars uh, what's his name. Um, uh, stars, what's his name? We were just talking about him. God, uh, Paul Bettany, as well as uh, Russell Crowe. Go full circle. Russell Crowe was Zeus in the MCU, and Paul Bettany was Vision in the MCU. And I just watched it. It's like an old time. It's like warfare, uh, maritime warfare from like the 1600s, right? The, you know, muskets and sailboats and all that because it's up between France and England. So uh, it's it's worth a watch. It's uh, it's probably really underappreciated there's not much i mean there's it's the funny thing is they had like kids that were going to war that were like 10 years old that were captains on this 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 french fighter or french frigate uh excuse me a british frigate but if you ever want to know master commander that's your six degrees of separation there uh paul bentney and russell crowe were both in that so there you go so we go from hulk number six at mcginnis Deadpool one and 200 to uh definitely an over yeah, this one, I've, I've never even heard of this, so here we go. Rise of the Black Panther number one, Joe Sinat Adventure Station, signed by Stan Lee with DNA Solvent, Inc. from 2018. Uh, the great Stan Lee passed away on November 12th of 2018. His legend is notably massive in both comics and pop culture. His MCU cameos and gleeful chants of Excelsior, or Excelsior, sorry, are great Yet his last few years were heartbreaking when news of Lee's former business associate was charged with elder abuse, grand theft, and false imprisonment. In 2022, a judge dismissed theft charges after a deadlocked jury. The charges of elder abuse and false imprisonment were also dismissed before the trial. Yet many fans remember those last years of Stan's difficulties during signings and events, and they continue to persist on those accusations. When it comes to this specific book, that controversy continues. Oh, wow. Function with Lee's yeah. charity hands of respect. These hand-stamped signatures utilize Stan Lee's solvent DNA ink that were certified, authenticated, and numbered with certificates of authenticity and was sold exclusively at the Marvel's Avengers station in Las Vegas. Many reported that Stan's blood was stolen via a forged medical document and then used to make this black, blue, and gold ink specifically stamped on this Black Panther cover by Joe Sinnott. 
the early controversy around these DNA signatures pushed market prices well over $500. Despite the various accusations, lack of proof, and charge dismissals, the controversy still lingers. It also made this a notorious collectible that sold for $349 raw this week. While this isn't an all-time high, it is worth noting that they are getting very hard to find, with current list copies asking for thousands. Well, I got nothing here. What do you guys say? Yeah, I, I remember when this all happened with the Stanley what? stuff. King of the Golden State also has a story, what? too. I mean, he was at Silicon Valley Con, where they basically were like, had to prop him up to sign things. I saw him later in life also when it was still Stanley Kamikaze. Oh, and he was barely able, and they were just, and all the people were, were to blame with this. They were just horrible people, the Stanley Collectibles people. And then his lawyers that did that Avenger Station place in Las Vegas, who uh, supposedly it's Stanley's blood uh, in his ink. You know, if you ever that's, think about that, this, Kiss this magazine, is right? DNA solving. That's this what is this nutso. is. Yeah, that's exactly this what is this nutso, is. This is nutso, man. Come yeah. on. Yeah, Google it. It's it's worth a Google. It's 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 they really kind of you know, and then his crazy daughter got involved, and you know, the, you know, it's it's nuts. But anyway, uh, kind of apropos like that, it's it. uh, from uh, sold on uh, April Fool's Day, right? Um, Rise of the Black Panther number one, the Jewish Sinat Avenger Station, signed with Stanley's blood. All right, here's something, but look closely. It's not what you think. Yeah, you're going to look closely. But before we get to this, I just want to mention that the 102 strong in the live chat. Come on, man. Take a moment. Hit the thumbs up and make sure you drop a comment on this Tuesday's top 10 to get entered in to the giveaway that we're going to be doing after the after this list here. Miss Laura is going to give away some books. Yay. All right. Next up, we've got the saga of Swamp Thing issue number 37. But wait. It's the Canadian price variant, originally published in 1985. Now, scarcity and rarity seem to always add up to the same thing in the comic book community. Record sales. Case in point this week, the Saga Swamp Thing issue number 37 Canadian price variant. Raw, high-grade, regular, 75-cent issue sells in the $500 range. This week, we saw a high-grade 95-cent Canadian variant top $1,000. Clearly, collectors are still interested in this niche market. Canadian price variants demand a premium as so many fewer copies were printed for the Canadian market. Those committed to hunting down these copies expect to pay a serious premium to add them to their collections. This, itch, this issue features the first appearance of John Constantine, a much-beloved character in the comic universe who has also made his silver screen debut, played by none other than Keanu Reeves. Now, talk of a sequel to the 2005 cult classic Constantine film is still in the works, and at this time, DC is still committed to making it happen. Regarding this price variant, there are only a handful of issues that have sold in the past few years, with a CGC 9.0 selling for just under 700 bucks in October of 2021, and a CGC 7.5 hitting 300 in June of 2022. Now, very low-grade copies have sold for 200 and 250 respectively. What do you guys think of the Canadian price variant? Damn, Russ Diehard is like uh, really hard on his prime minister, man. What, what's a, what'd you, what would my Trudeau Whoa. do against you? I just thought it was a kind of a handsome devil myself, but uh, 
So, you know, people always argue that can, uh, price aren't variants, but I would say anything that's a variation of a regular cover is a variant. And if the price is different, then it's a price and it's a variant. Just like if you yeah. see a, a no logo or if you see um, a Mark Jewelers insert, they're different yep. because there's something different on the cover. It would deviate at variants. That's where the word variant comes from. There you go. So there you go. But uh, I would say, yeah, that Constantine film is very underrated. And I also love his his, his interpretation of him on the animated films, like Justice League Dark, uh, done by the uh, uh, the blonde uh, British actor, or is he Australian? One of the two. But uh, so I always love Justice League Dark. If you haven't seen Justice League Dark on, on HBO Max, TiVo recommends you go and see it. That's another TiVo absolutely sponsored by actually TiVo Constantine. Is oh, it? See, I was yeah, he talks about this in the comics. He's like, people always say my name wrong. It's Constantine, like Constantine. Clementine. Constantine. Which bothered me because Keanu Reeves actually did an interview and he was saying, oh, I would love to, re you know, reprise my role of, as Constantine. I was like, you would well, think he would have been like coached on I how think, to say that. Right. I think Laura just oh. only brought that up because of this. Herb Erflinger. Bert Herngeif. Irv Herblinger. Bing Livehanger. Livelink. Bert Herkern. Bingo, Ling fucker. Ling fucker. <laughs> part of that clip. That's uh, the best part. Ling fucker. <laughs> that's the best one. That is us. That's the Shaker Show. That's the Temper Price Top 10. That's everything, man. So, Saga to Swamp Thing, issue number 37, the Canadian 95 cent price variant. $1,001. Somebody bid. You got to be sick to your stomach if you're the one to bid the $1,000 got outbid by a dollar, right? Because uh, right. 1001 seems very specific. All right. Uh, we go from sucking a swamp thing to something a bit more sexy. Yes, this is beautiful. Sally Forth, number eight. This is the Adam Hughes cover from 1995. Is it Fanta Graphics? Fanta? We'll say. Fanta. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Dare. It's either that or Fanta, but I think Fanta. That's Fanta. Fanta. Do you want the Fanta? Fanta? Do you want to just think of Fanta? Fanta? Yeah, just think of that commercial. Don't you remember those commercials? Yeah. That's me stuck in my head now. 1995. Adult comics seem to be far more prevalent than ever today. However, this is nothing new to the comic book industry. Some of the more obscene and sexual comics go back to the boom of independent comics in the 70s. While today's popular adult comics are receiving plenty of attention on various online and app-based marketplaces, most adult comics were once kept off to the side or underneath convention tables in dusty and rarely accessed long boxes. Yet they do contain some significant fun finds as many of today's top artists produced early work for many of these notorious issues. For example... Sally Forth is one of those very adult comics. This popular cover features the cover art by a young Adam Hughes and is arguably considered one of his best covers. Collectors of Hughes have helped this jump in price over the past couple of years. This week it sold for $304 for a very fine negative, very fine minus raw copy, just oh, a tad under the all-time high. What? Oh, uh, we almost got you there saying negative. I know. Yeah, I fixed it. VF minus. All right. I steered back on VF minus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An all time high of $316 for a very fine near mint copy in 2021. Finding one of these will be challenging as you'll have to go digging in some seedy places with no judgment, of course. And the only reason I said minus is because like, or negative, I, I get them. I don't know. When I read it, 
I don't hear it in my head until I say yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, I have a CD sh- a long box, uh, and that's no pun intended. So I have a story where I was at a convention. I think it was Anaheim, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, WinterCon. And my LCS had a booth there, and he had a box of porn mags underneath his box. And he goes, yo, he goes, take these. I said, I don't want any. He goes, I mean, it was literally like the 40-year-old virgin. He goes, I don't want your big box of porn. So I had to walk around. I said, yeah, I'll take them. So in there, there's a bunch of like uh, Hustler comics and Penthouse comics. And sure enough, Adam Hughes does a, uh, I have one of his covers. I don't know if I sold it or not. I think I may have sold it, but I still have a run of, on Penthouse comics um, that were a lot of industry guys got their start in um, Art Adams. I want to think of what is another one and some other cats that did it, but Adam Hughes, definitely. Um, if you can tell that you can always tell Adam Hughes uh, cover by the outline. He does really thick outlines when he draws the art. That's why Adam Hughes internal art isn't as good as the cover art. Um, that's just, if just look at it. I mean, you know, plus, you know, I was talking to like uh, Trish, uh forstner was that her name uh, uh yes. you know about this and there's there's like you know what i was like she goes yeah you should always yeah we can get paid just to do covers why do we need to do internals i know and i, I stopped short of saying yeah it's a young man's game and i was like ah uh, yeah it's a young person's game <laughs> i just walk up but but she did sign my book for me so that was cool so um so shout out to her so sally fourth issue number eight from Fanti Graphics 1995 for $304 for a raw, very fine negative. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do we got? What do we next one? Here's another good, fun one. Oh, this is a good one. Next up, we've got Space Ghost. Issue number one, originally published in 1967. Now, this book marks the first appearance of Space Ghost, an intergalactic crime fighter from Ghost Planet. Created by Hanna-Barbera as a television series for CBS, Space Ghost would go on to have a long and storied history. Debuting in 1966, Space Ghost was a light-hearted animated show that drew in a large crowd. Numbers were good, and execs did what you always did back then and give him a comic series. Thus, this book was born, and it quickly died. Envisioned mostly as a one-shot. He returned the next year, though, in Hanna-Barbera Super TV Heroes, issue number three. While he was never a hero that garnered millions of fans, he certainly had his fans. Enough so would earn several more comic runs, television shows, one-shots, and more. But what he is most known for is his show on the Cartoon Network, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, where he garnered a whole new generation of fans. Now, one such fan recently opted to to secure his first appearance in comics when they picked up a CGC 8.5 for $1,098, a jump of $337 from its previous all-time high of $761 in that grade. Now, this most recent sale has nearly caught up to the all-time high sale, which is $1,275 garnered on a CGC 9.2. Now, it's tough to say if that trajectory can continue, but if it does, we'll be sure to cover it. Get it? Yeah, so interesting factoid about Space Ghost is um, goes full circle. Uh, cover price was at WonderCon last year or two years ago, and my boy uh, Gabe and I, uh, Gabe also is uh, 
Gabe's Loves Comics is on uh, mm-hmm. the Wizard Podcast, by the way. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, it's a wor- definitely worth it. They go through old Wizard magazines and uh, stuff. Uh, shout out to Gabe, who's not part of the Lord's family. We met the guy who bought the IP for all the um, Gold Key characters. Now, I don't know where the IP for Space Ghost is right now, if it's in Purgatory, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that, you know, he has that other companies already have a lock on. If you think about, you know, um, uh, Turok and some other weird gold key issues that, you know, and then so he was telling me and I was introducing him and I was talking to him with Gabe and we were talking to the guys from Cover Price at their in at their booth, actually, at the Cover Price panel. They had a panel that they discussed the you know, cover price, and uh, I was in the front row, and they actually showed me in a slide during the uh, during the uh, show. So that was cool. So there you go, man. That's my uh, two uh, degrees of separation, <laughs> so to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Space Ghost number one from Western Comics, nineteen sixty-seven. Only only thousand dollars in time and a nine and an eight point five. You think it'd be more? You think people would be buying it up more? Or why hasn't it been developed? Who has an IP for Space Ghost right now? That's what I want to know. All right, let's get to another offer. Oh, I want this one so bad too. Startling Comics number 49 from 1948, published by Pines. You may have stumbled upon this entry and thought, wow, that cover looks incredibly familiar. Well, you'd be right. This book is a beloved Golden Age comic, mostly for its cover. It's a book people have searched their whole lives for, and some of the most famous work from cover artist Alex Schomburg outside of his work on Captain America and the Submariner. That said, the robot gracing that cover looks suspiciously like Bender from Futurama, which creator Matt Groening, Groening has neither confirmed nor denied that this book was the inspiration. Regardless, it's a coveted book and often demands a premium price whenever it changes hands. Recently, it just it did just that as a CGC 2.0 came to the market, the first in a long while, and sold for an astronomical $7,800. The last time it sold in that grade was back in 2018 for $3,600, a whopping difference of $4,200. This book consistently fetches new high prices anytime it comes to market, which is admittedly rare, as it pops up maybe once or twice a year. Outside of a few scattered sales, these dwarves all this dwarves all previous sales up to a CGC 6.5 that sold for $7,750 back in early 2020. It's just one of those famous classic covers that collectors pine for, and if they can afford it, make it theirs when the opportunity arises. Jim. Pay him. Pay that man his money. JB. Do we dinger for the way she pronounced Gronig? No, not at all. Miss Laura, right. I think I said Groning. Any way she wants. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, so that was Groning when I said that. <laughs> yeah. So, starting comics issue, startling comics issue forty nine from Pines, nineteen forty eight, seventy eight dollars and a two point oh. I know there's a some people that collect strictly like robot covers, uh, uh, you know, from the golden age. And there, you would think there's not a lot of them, but there's a, quite a few of them. There's like there's a, quite a ton of, them. of them. There's, there's a ton of them. Uh, but it's definitely a niche market. Uh, we're going to see what's shaking last boys and girls. We don't go away. We're going to see what's shaking today and we're going to give away some of our stuff. So, uh, what do we That's have for the last right. one? All right. This is the last one on the list Love folks. Before we get to it, <clears throat> as TiVo mentioned, we're giving away books that so don't take off quite yet. I know we got 111 in the chat, but we don't have 100 thumbs up yet. So come on, folks. Take a moment. Hit the thumbs up. All right. This is it. Last one. 
At number 10, we've got Warren Special Edition, The Lord of the Rings, originally published in 1979. Now, Warren Special Edition, Lord of the Rings, is an official authorized magazine published in 1979 to commemorate the 1978 cartoon feature film adaptation by Ralph Bakshi. Probably mispronouncing that. Sorry, sir. Now, rather than being in traditional comic book format, it is instead a retelling of the story with artwork from the movie. It also contains an introduction to modern mythology and fantasy. Short profiles on the leading characters Gandalf, Frodo Baggins, Bilbo Baggins, Aragorn, Legolas, and Boromir. An Very interview, well done. Yeah, now I'm going to butcher this guy's name again. An interview with Bakshi and biographical sketches of Saul Zentz film producer and J.R.R. Tolkien. The cover art is by Tim Jung. No wonder you saved this one for me. How many names are in this? Read. <laughs> I the know. I, I, I avoided this Tim Jung, taken from the original movie poster. This fabulous oversized offering has flown under the radar for quite some time and higher grade raw copies consistently have been available in the $100 to $150 range. This might soon change as we saw a CGC graded 8.5 tip the scales at $500 this past week. I remember when Lord of the Rings was required reading in uh, grade school. Like, uh, and I remember there was an animated uh, movie before, way before there was a real live action movie. And I did not song know that. That's stuck so cool. in my head. It was called Frodo of the Nine Fingers in the Ring of Doom. Google is for the thing, but it's it's this crazy guy. Like, um, back then, the way they animated things was it, it just kind of like um, they just kind of sh- over uh, highlighted like a live action stuff. Like famously, back she also did Fire and Ice. If you remember those, or Wizards is another one that they did. Uh, but yeah, I can't believe that this was required reading from back in the day. I mean, this was absolutely bonkers. But uh, Warren Special Edition, Lord of the Rings, uh, from 1979 and 8.5 or 500 bones. All right, uh, JB, the floor is yours. The floor is mine. Well, I'm going to drop it one more time. I'm dropping the link one last time. This is this Tuesday's top 10 list. And we're looking for a comment. We were hoping for, you know, your favorite book from that list. But you know what? Any comment will do. We're going to use the random comment picker here and choose a comment from that show. And we're going to give away a book. Now, keep in mind, when this show ends, you want to comment on this show afterwards, not in the live chat, but afterwards, what your favorite comic book cover was or any comment to be entered into next Tuesday's giveaway. Do you see how it works? It's Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday thing. So since we dropped the link here, let's give them. Let's give the fans uh, in the live chat who were fantastic tonight. You guys have been amazing, dropping the knowledge on us. Uh, we're going to give you a, a little while to go ahead and drop a comment on that while TiVo plays a little break music. What have you got for us? Okay. I'm here at Barry Island Beach, and there's no sight to stop.
That was crazy. <laughs> no, I don't want to play it for too long. I'm going to get a new order. Uh, yeah, game. we don't want to get a little ding yeah. on that one. All right, let's see. But now before the show started, we had 39 comments. Let's see how many comments we have now. Wait, JB, what was hitting her in the face? It looked like a rabbit. It was a, it was a fish. It was a fish. Someone threw a fish in her face. It's from a British TV show. Uh, uh, it was like a, a little bit that they did. <clears throat> it's a okay. 65. We've got 65 <clears throat> comments now. Are we ready to just jump right into this? Let's just pick a winner. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So for a uh, some random um, book that Miss Laura will pick for you. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Here I get go. to pick this one. All you right. Get to pick that book. You get to pick it this time. I get to pick it. Scott, be real. Scott, be real. Congratulations. Eternals shout out. Yay. All right. With a comment. Eternals shout out with a comment. Scott, be real. Taking down the wind. All Congratulations right, so, to you. Uh, we'll have to have, hit him up, uh, have him message me or something like that. Or do you want him to message you, Laura? Or how should no, we do I this? No, I want to do this one. Uh, so, Scott, message me on Instagram at Mrs. Bird City, and I'll pick like what I think you'll like. There you go. That's a lot there of... There you go, uh, Scott. All right. Let's go see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Um, do, do, do. It's a seamless it transition. seamless That is production quality at its finest right there i know right it's like it's a shame i don't do memberships on this channel uh this is the weekly top 10 as you we cover every tuesday um also this is the movers highest units sold uh indigo children and the ambassadors jeff what the fuck it's jeff the shark is jeff i have no idea but we're seeing here what's shaking today boys and girls are you showing off on the, are you showing off on the top row let's see uh just two yeah just two just two, two. Uh, FF is dad. FF number one, 3.0 for so for 15 grand. But we're here for the uh, weird shit, man. Look at hey, this. Hey, TV, have you ever had an opportunity to buy an FF one? Mm, I think so. You know, they were in the low, like 3.0s. You can get it for like four or five grand, but not anymore. I almost bought a 1.8 once. Yeah, that, was, that ship has sailed, man. Same as Amazing Fantasy 15. That ship has sailed too, but uh, yeah. Here's weird fantasy. Here's weird science fantasy annual number one from EC. How awesome is that? That's Look a that, awesome man. Twenty six hundred four point five. Man, that's it. Come on now, EC pre code horror. Uh, you guys are just slipping, man. What the hell is this? Eternal Mania. No, that's there's a key number one issue number one. Metropolis Publishing. No, there's something key about that. Uh, 1986 is very earlier, very early prototype. Someone of, in the uh, chat's gonna know. Somebody in the chat, tell me what the hell is up with Turtle Mania. If you're watching this on I the rewind, and you know what's going on with Turtle Mania. Please drop it in the comments. I love turtles. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil number one, CGC 2.0. Something I just watched again that you may or not want to watch is Daredevil. It was on late last night, and you know what? What it was, it wasn't so bad, man. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. The extended cut is a better film than I would say the theatrical cut. Uh, but you get to see Jennifer Garner kick some serious ass as Electra. Uh, and you know, Matt Murdock as you know, Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock, you know, uh, doing his thing. And that's, I would always say that is the best time that they have depicted uh, Daredevil sonar is the not Daredevil film where he goes down the subway um, to the subway train and he hits the rail and the sonar bounces off everything and he can see it. Another scene also is when it rains on Electra, it kind of puts a visuals to his sonar so he can see what she looks like. 
Yeah, that was that was that was kind of cool scene. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Uh, so, oh man, Cyber Frog. What eh. the hell? I don't care about the defense guy, so we'll leave it at that. Uh oh, look at this. Ooh. All top 15 comics. All top comics, issue number 15. Look at that. That's Jennifer, definitely uh what's her name? Page, right? Betty Page. You get a Betty Page vibes from this. Little oh yeah, definitely. Plus, look, you, you don't 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 sleep on the Black Panther down there in the corner. Too, yeah, man. I see him. I see him. But I'm she's like I'm a giraffe. She's got a knife in her hand. She's about to yeah. Go. <laughs> she's about to go ape. Yeah, she's about to go ape on that monkey. All right, monkey. Uh, <laughs> oh, up with the peanuts? How we go from a bikini girl to the peanuts? Oh, I gotta love Aww. it. Four color comics number eight seventy eight. The fifteen cent variant from nineteen forty two. This is some time machine shit here. How do you get a fifteen cent variant from nineteen forty two? Eight hundred dollars in a three point Wow, Good wow. Good Come Lord. on now. My man Charles, look at that. He's sitting on Snoopy watching TV. It's I never a, understood uh, this kid. He only had like the one piece of hair. I don't get yeah. it. Was he bald? I want to give me a. I don't I I give me a, that. I want to get me a, a a shirt like like he used to wear the yellow with the thing across it. Our flag comics introducing the unknown soldier, un, the unknown soldier, the defender of liberty. Um, 792 and a raw dog, 792. Another thing, table watch that you should definitely watch is there's a documentary on YouTube and it talks about the uh, the uh, the soldiers that guard the tomb of the unknown soldier. I had the privilege of going to Washington, DC, and we saw the changing of the guard during winter, yeah. so it was just like you know, Arlington National Cemetery. The guards are very stoic, they don't say anything. There's always some stupid ass tourists that say something stupid, and that's when the guards would tell them, Shut the you know, you know, hey, pay some respect, you know. Um, it's and it's interesting the whole story about that if you follow it on the uh, the, the story of it. Um, here we go, Star Wars. The, yeah, get in that Star Mara Wars. Jade. Jade. I'm digging that. Mar Star like Wars, it. Mara Jade by the Emperor's hand. Mara Jade is dev hasn't shown up yet. I do believe she wasn't. She married to like uh, Han Solo or somebody. I'm gonna say she was. She was somebody. She was married to somebody at one point in the Dark Wars comics. So something in the live chat. Hit up. Where, where's Where's a uh, Nemesis? Oh wait, he's probably selling Star Wars comics on whatnot yeah. right now as we speak. Yeah, let me see. I'll tell you right now, man. I'm just gonna drop me. Let's our uh, Jade husband. Man, there is a lot of evergreen here, man. Luke Skywalker. Sorry, I stand corrected. So Iron she was actually Fist 14, Thor 337. These are all just classic. So she was actually in um, she Luke. was uh, Luke Skywalker's husband, uh, ex wife or girlfriend or whatever. So that's uh, there you go. It wasn't on solo, it was Luke Skywalker. I stand corrected. Yeah, All right, pulling it in. Yeah, man. <laughs> Iron Fist there, Silver Surfer. I've seen this stupid hero trade. What is book. that? Yeah, we don't want to talk about Ash that. Oh. Speaking of Ghost Rider, Spider Gwen. Oh, Uncharted Canto. Uh, well, right, go to, go to Canto one. Let, go to Canto one real quick too when you get a chance, and then we come back to the love thing. So, tell me if I'm wrong on this. I originally heard, and and I don't think someone in the chat's going to correct me. I'm assuming because that's what they like to do. Um, <laughs> that Canto, <laughs> Canto, the property is was purchased by um, basically the 
uh, Will Smith and his wife that own a production company. I did not know. So, no. We should reach out to Drew and ask. He'll respond. To, so if, if that's if if that's still, you know, in the works, that was all prior to, you know, him falling off the map and whacking homie in the face. But uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was that or I thought it was the guy. Yeah, there it is. Zombie prophet says Will Smith slaps kill the spec. Oh, man. Too bad. Poor old Canto. I'm asking Drew. I'm curious what he'll say. He'll respond pretty quick. Maybe there's some alternative. I love the way he does his artwork, though. Very clever use of negative space with the black, and I think it's become mm, kind of absolutely iconic. Yeah, very well. And, for all, and TiVo owns this book. TiVo, question for you: That X Men right now, you, the one with the Frankenstein that's not Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. That's not Frankenstein. That's a robot. I'm just saying. Yeah, because there's also yeah, another right. version of Frankenstein in the that's not part of the six one six. That's um, definitely Frankenstein, JV. Really? Not Frank. No, read the comic. I don't have this comic, otherwise I totally would. <laughs> so I have the other one as well, which features the actual classic Universal Frankenstein monster. That's a Marvel oh, comic as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I always post that during Halloween. I always throw it up there just to mess with people. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Hercules. All right, Journey Hercules. into Mystery Annual Number One, First Appearance of Hercules and Olympus. And I go full circle. I talked about Master Commander starring who? Russell Crowe, who stars Crow? as Hercules' father, Zeus, in Thor, Love, and Thunder. Adaptation of Zeus. Horrible adaptation of Zeus. Boom. You see what I did there? All right. Well, the dude who actually plays him is awesome. Uh, have you ever seen. Um, the uh what's that the well uh, he was only in at the the end screen credit right yeah and uh so but he, the he, guy that plays him was uh brett uh something he was in uh the uh ted lasso that's what i said yeah he was uh hercules was the, the guy that was in ted lasso if you he, he was one of the funniest things but to me he seemed like a bit small compared to what how zeus is portrayed in the, like the comics but the character uh, that he plays in uh, Ted Lasso is absolutely fucking hilarious. He's deadpan, but he there's Google the thing Ted Lasso bad breath. That's all I want you to do. Go on YouTube, look for uh, uh, Ted Lasso bad breath scene, and 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 he talks about him Ted La this guy's niece and how bad her breath is, and they go around to every house on the block. Is figured somebody's got to be a dentist on somebody will open a door and fix your bad breath. And it was absolutely freaking hilarious. Uh, just tell asshole bad breath. That's that's all you need to know right there. All right. And we're done, boys and girls. Is that it? We're not giving away any more stuff. Are we done? No, we're done. We're done. That's it. All right, man. Next so, giveaway uh, is on Tuesday. That's it. Next giveaway is on Tuesday. Make sure to comment on this show when it's over to get entered into next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Laura, any last words? Yeah, you guys uh, have a Happy Easter. It's Sunday, so... Holy cow. I totally forgot be about safe. That. Wow. Spend time with your family. Tomorrow's Good Friday, so again, have a nice, relaxing weekend and just enjoy. Have your peeps. Because, yeah. you know, they yeah. just... They don't ever make any new ones. They just circle them. In, they just circle around like turkeys. They never go away. I don't like peeps. I like black mm. jelly beans, though, which nobody else does. Oh, I know. It's always like, like when everybody... Beans. Those are great. Love oh, them. I like man. good and plain, so, so. You know, I just had recently is uh, sweet and sour a patch popcorn. Oh my god! Talk Ooh, about teeth yeah. rotting experience, but it is. It's definitely your dentist yeah. hates you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not anymore. Look at that. Perfect. Any JB? Any last words? 
you know, as always, thanks to everybody who joined us tonight. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. Uh, we really do appreciate the live chat and the rewind crowd and the weed Ryan Oof. crowd who comes through with all those likes. Yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, wow. And, you know, shout out to three men in a basement for sending me this T-shirt. Yeah. And any channel that wants to send me a T-shirt, I'll throw it on during the show and shout you out at the end. I appreciate that. I wear size extra large now. I'm just saying. JB will go and, topless uh, on TV just for a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right i'm still trying to get my cover price shirt man i've been trying to get this cover price i got shirt two of them a long time now i got two too them. that's funny they're really nice right? and soft too they're super they soft. are yeah they're you, gotta, so nice. you gotta hit up matt to make sure you got them i also right. have this anyway everyone thanks for coming make sure you do comment on this show afterwards all with spawn your variant covers with your uh, favorite cover to be entered into next tuesday's list and you know as always don't forget we had a great time tonight thank you for JB, this is Tebow. Keep digging in the long boxes. Peace out. Tired of paying 10%? 15. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, What's in the box? Oh,